My name is Phil Mendoza, and this is a championship bow hunting podcast fueled by Mountain Ops. Join me and my guests as we give you bow hunting tips to take your preparation to the next level. Hey, everybody, this is uh, Brandon Hobbs here with Caleb Hobbs, and uh, we're bringing you this week's DNA tech tips from Dirty North Archery. Um, so just a quick recap, um, last week we talked about, uh, strings, of course, but strings, getting them installed on your bow, uh, pre-season, leading up to the hunting season, and what to look for in your strings leading up to that, and, uh, to build on that, we're gonna talk a little bit about just more of your bow setup right before season here, um, so, sort of the next kind of step. So, Caleb, uh, you want to start off, and what are we going to get into today? Yeah, so we're, uh, we'll do just a brief overview what we covered last week, and that was uh, once your strings are installed, you did your break-in period, and there's signs you're looking for, um, and getting comfortable again with shooting your bow with maybe the new higher peak draw weight or, you know, things like that. So um, check that out last week's episode if you hadn't. And then moving forward with that, today what we're going to talk about is uh, basically you got your bow, your bow set up, strings on, your tune is looking good, everything's shooting good. Um, so we're going to jump into sights today. We're going to talk about setting up your sights, briefly, uh, properly, and then we're going to move into doing uh, a modified tune, uh, basically finding true center shot for you and your specific setup, and really get you cranking for getting dialed in there. So uh, the first thing would be sight mounting, sight setup. I mean, everybody, everybody's got their sights of choice, you know. We, uh, we mentioned last week we prefer a slider-type setup where we have a multi-pin sight, you know, four or five pins, and then uh, we can slide it and dial it for any yardage past whatever our farthest pin is, whether it be 50 or 60 or whatever. Um, so just briefly, you know, a lot of guys will, will slap their, their sights on and just bolt them on and call it good to go without without checking or setting up a couple of the obvious things. And first thing you want to look at is your second axis leveling. And keep in mind when we're talking about this, not all sites are going to have all these options. But if you're running yeah. a little higher, higher in site, then you'll have the option to level the sites in multiple axes um, and, you know, get everything dialed like that. So we're right now we're talking if you have the ability to adjust your second and third axis then that's what we're going to be talking about so okay brandon i slapped my sights on my bow and i'm good to go right just screw it on the oh, side yeah. and we're good yeah let's let's go kill an animal yeah. um yeah so basically the second axis is pretty easy um and what all all we're doing for that and you do have to, you can use basic levels or ask your shop to set it up. Um, but the second access 
axis is you're looking at first you're checking where the site's going to be mounted on your bow to make sure that that's actually machined straight. The riser's not bent, which is super rare. I mean, you shouldn't have any problems. Put a level on that once your bow's in a vise and the bow is actually leveled um, up and down. And then uh, your second axis, after you put your sights on, you're basically squaring your sights up to the riser of your bow. So you should have, if it's cast or machined, it doesn't matter. You should have a machined flat spot on your sights and a machined flat spot on the riser. You put those uh, together, and then you're going to check your sight bubble once it's once your sight is mounted on that bow and you know the bow is level straight up and down that you're going to look at your sight bubble on your sight ring to make sure that that is your bubble is inside of the lines that is that that is level also yeah yeah because they're not when they're sent out from a manufacturer you know it, it doesn't mean that it's going to be level to your specific setup. So don't just right. assume your bubbles are going to be on when you get the package. Um, and then, you know, leveling your bow, by leveling your bow, there's a couple ways you can do that. You know, one is you put it in a vise, a bow vise, of course, and and you want to level it. We're looking side to side here right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if it's standing up tall, it's not leaning to the right or leaning to the left. It's perfectly level up and down. There's a couple, uh, you know, bubble level sets out there. Um, some guys will put a a larger, just carpenter's type level against the side of the limbs. Yeah, and level their bow out that way. Yeah, the um, limbs are the limb pockets, so you have two points of contact contact yeah. on the bow. Limb pockets would be a, a little closer because they're the machine tolerances that are um, what you want to reference. And then, so you can do that. Uh, and, again, we're talking about when we're in a vice here, in a bow vice. Or yeah. what we like in, in championship bow hunting is, you know, partners with Hamsky Archery. And Brandon and I have been using the Hamsky stuff for a number of years now. Um their Hamsky third axis sight leveler or third axis leveler system, actually you can use that to just level your bow too. Find a machine flat spot on your riser right on the shelf, clamp down your Hamsky level, level the bow in the bubbles, and your bow's is level. You're good to go. So Yeah. Uh, and that, that Hamsky third axis leveler kit is, it makes life, easy man you like Caleb said you screw it on and set it you don't have to fight with putting the level up against the bow and then trying to set the bow vice just perfect to hold it it's hands free on the level because it attaches to the bow so yep yeah no more guessing um then an option for those of you guys that don't have bow vices I've seen a couple of these tricks done and I've actually done it in uh I'll call them remote locations but where I had walls available. If you have a, if you don't have a bow vice, but you have a carpenter's level, go around until you find a wall 
you put your level right on the wall and find one that's actually plumb. Uh, and once you find a level vertical surface, like a wall, you can literally just hold your bow up against it, the side of it. And, and that's level right there. There's a lot of guys that do stuff like that, reference walls yeah. and things like that. Wall so, or, a, or a door jam so your bow can be, like, yep. basically in the opening of the door. A door jam works good, but as long as it's plump and level. Yep, and a lot of guys without vices do that, so that's that's a really cool way to do it. And a way anybody can do it at home or in the, in their shop or maybe you're cheating around the workplace or whatever. So, and then from there, um, do your adjustments on your sights. That that sight head will tilt to both sides, uh, left right, and level your bubble with the level of the bow till you're inside the lines. And then, uh, so now you're set for flat plane shooting, shooting on a level plane, or we'll just say not very super long distance, right? But you are now leveled and in line, not in line, I'm sorry, but you are now leveled with your bow exactly, confidently. Yep. Yeah, so just just again for um, those of you that may be new to this, to set that sight bubble level with your bow, most sights, unless they're really lower end ones, they will have a They'll say on the package, it's second axis adjustment here. The whole sight head, you'll loosen a screw, it's different on every bow, and you'll just rock that whole sight head until that bubble matches. So until it's dead level. Yep. So. Okay, we got okay. that level. Um, well, I think it's important too, right before you start in this third axis, Caleb, is everybody, hope you caught that he said, now you're level for flat shooting. So from right. there, um, we'll talk about third axis. So this is the one where um, third axis, not all sites have third axis adjustment. Third axis adjustable. So, and then third axis out west here, especially, what well, heck, man, even up in tree stands. That guys are up 30 feet now in tree stands shooting at severe angles up and down and then long distances why is third axis important yeah even even a guy let's say i mean we posted a picture a couple weeks ago i was shooting a 3d target i I was only what eight yards away but it was directly above me almost and you'll have tree stand situations that'll be pointing downhill but like, you have an animal at the base of your tree, even if you're not that high up in your tree, it's a pretty severe angle. So it, yeah. it's important, and um, I, I know Phil, he definitely found out about third axis last year. It's not that he hasn't done it. He's always done it, but on a sheep hunt, he found himself in real yeah. steep terrain, varying pitches, just gnarly shots, long distance, uh you know, angles, and it, that's where it pays off. Yeah. So third axis adjustment, what we're looking at is, um, so just a little bit behind what what we're actually changing and looking for before we tell you how to do it is um, when anybody gets behind a bow, whether it's a human or a shooting machine, 
right? It's like a hooter shooter or something like a hooter shooter. When the bow is being drawn, there's inherently induced torque into the system. Um, there's very, very few, there's only a couple manufacturers of bows and cam systems and cable systems that induce no torque into the system. We're not going to get into that now, but um, so there's always torque on the riser at full drop. There's also grip pressure on the riser that's human and shooter induced. So, I mean, you're going to hold a bow, unless we're all pros and hold the bow the exact same way, like the proper way, which, you know, not everybody does. Everybody has their own style, how they like to hold a bow. But that's going to induce lateral torque also. You know, if you have more pad pressure, more thumb pressure, more finger pressure, whatever it is. So you get the full drop, that torque is induced. Um, you can level your bubble on flat ground, but once you start to see that torque is when you start coming above grade and below grade. So. The, the yeah, explain yeah. that right, Caleb. Does that make sense? I hope we we want to explain it so everybody can kind of understand it. Yeah. So if just picture drawing your bow straight back and you're shooting at a chest height target, and then keep that picture of that full draw in your mind, or or just do it. Put your arms up right now, and now raise your arms way up like you're shooting 45 degree angle up and at a cloud or something, or at the seam of yeah. your ceiling. And that's where that plane starts opening up. So right. that that plane will start swinging on you um, regardless. And it, to everyone, anywhere, anytime. And what it's doing now is you're no longer on the flat plane. So you've, you've put a, a third plane in there, and when it starts opening up, it's going to make your sight, the sight head, think of this, swing out or in or left to right it's actually swinging on a hinge from the front of your sight is what it's effectively doing and that's dependent on that torque that Brandon was talking about so that's where you feel it Um, so third axis is once our second axis is level now we're taking the head of that sight so if if we're at uh, that extreme angle or a long distance where you're actually hiking the bow up to make a long distance shot, let's say yeah, 100 yards, higher. yeah, then the swing of that head, and again, picture it, let's say you have your part, your mount from coming off the bow, and then where the head attaches to the rail of your sight, think of it swinging left to right off that head. That's what we're going to level for third axis. Yeah. So to do that, um, there's there's a couple tools out there you can do it. One, there's a sight leveling kit called the Bright Sight Leveler, where you can actually take your sight off the bow and you screw it onto this leveling device, and then you actually tilt the device. You unlock a little screw and tilt it at a 45 steep angle, and it'll show you which way your sight's pitching. And you can just set it right on there, then bolt it back on your bow. Yep. Um, or you can go the personalized way and and do it to what your form is giving you and get it a little more dialed in. It takes a little more work. But, again, we're going to fall back onto Hamski third axis 
leveler, and yeah. there's other stuff the, out there. But. The key there is um, getting it set to you, the shooter. Right. I mean, that it really is. Everybody, everybody holds the bow different, just the way it is. So. Yep. So on the Hamski, we mentioned it before. You have that bubble that's clamped to to your riser. And basically, it'll go in between where, uh, in the riser shelf, not in the way of the arrow, but above the rest and below the sights, but right into yeah, your in riser the, so in you can window. look at it. Yep, right in the sight window, you can see that bubble. And you just keep it on there for, uh, from when you did your second axis leveling. And then going in at it on your third axis, go ahead and knock an arrow, uh, pick a seam on a wall or you know, going up or down real steep, a nice vertical visual line that you can look at. Knock your arrow on there and make sure that Hamski level's on there. Draw back and then either point up to that seam, that vertical line, or you hang a string, a plumb bob is really good to use. Or down very steep level, the third axis level, the Hamski level, and then look at your sight level and see what it's doing. And it may really surprise you. Yeah, it's crazy because when you um, you do that and you're full draw on flat ground, you know you just leveled your second axis. You're like, oh, man, this is money. And then and when, when we're talking extremes, like when you're drawing your bow, you're pointing it at the ceiling on that plumb line, basically. You're pointing it at the floor. So we want to exaggerate it. And Caleb... What he just said, it's like, you'll look at it, and flat ground, the bubbles match perfectly at full draw. Man, you you change that angle, you could be literally a full bubble off. Yeah. Your pins are straight up and down. They look, You know, your, um, the level on your site, you can level it, but then you're a full bubble off on the level that's off your bow, or vice versa. It's crazy how much that can change. So think about that. If you're a full bubble off and you're shooting at a steep angle, your boat you're not level at all. So your arrow is not going to go in the same plane that you think it's going to go. Yep. And then from there, you you'll honestly have to look at either have your pro shop or your buddy yeah. or read your site manufacturer. Uh, you know their pamphlet that gave you instructions on how to actually swing that head where you're doing your third axis adjustment. Yeah, uh, but there, there's yeah. too many sites out there for Brandon and I to cover it all. But once you yeah. get that, now you're, I mean, you know confidently you could, if you're doing a downhill shot or a, you know, a side hill shot or a long distance, as long as you do your part and you take the time to look at your bubble and level it once you get the full draw, you're you're going to be spot on, and uh, yep. it will help drastically. Yeah. Even if yeah. you're just target shooting, I saw it, I was shooting at 100 yards at clay pigeons on a 3D shoot up in the mountains, and didn't realize that I was we were on a slight slope. I I couldn't tell. I just thought, oh, I'll just go out and shoot it. And man, I I wasn't quite leveling my bow because I thought we were on level ground, and I was missing by like a foot. And then I, I looked up and at my bubble when I came to draw, and I said, oh, wow. I level it out, yep. and bam, done deal. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so 
So we can't, um, you know, that's basic setup. So, um, yeah, without, like I said, there's too many different kinds of sites to tell you exactly how to set your third axis. So, and you do need a third axis tool to actually do it. So, um, so after that, we got our sites set. Let's go ahead and, and move on from there. Or we have our sites leveled, I should say. Um, we've set center shot on our bow. Uh, that's where, that's the, for those of you that don't know, the position of your rest in regards to the center of the riser. Um, so we set it straight down the center of the riser for our initial set. So now we want to go ahead and uh, make sure that um, we get our sights in line with our point of impact. And yeah. when we do that, we're not just saying we're going to, wherever our rest ends up, we're going to shoot a group and move our sights to match the group. So, yeah, you can do that, and that's what a lot of people do. But let's take a little bit of time, and believe me, it's a little bit of time is all, to make sure we get our center shot set properly. So to do that, what Caleb and I like to do, um, do there's a couple ways to do it. You can do a full walk back tune, um, or you can do like a modified uh, French tune, a modified tune, which is what we really like to do. Um, and quick, it's easy, and it's something that you can literally do in your garage, in the basement. You don't need uh, like a walk back, a full walk back tune. You really should have 20 to 40 or 50 yards to shoot groups. And for a lot of people, that's hard to get that distance and the time to do it. So the modified French tune to set center shot uh, goes like this. Um, when you set your center shot, initially um, set your sights uh, over so there for a right-handed shooter with the torque in the bow, they'll be just the pins will be just slightly left when you're looking down the string of your arrow and everything at brace before you draw the bow. But um, get everything close and then get, get in front of your target, and we're going to either hang a plumb line of different string on your target or put a line of tape on your target that is plumb. It's straight up and down, and you'll have to set that with actually put a level up there and either draw a line with a marker or put tape against your level uh, so it's uh, perfectly straight up and down. Um, so we just need two yardages, a close yardage and a farther distance yardage. So your close yardage can literally be like four yards, five yards we're talking. So what we're going to do is you're going to come up, get the full draw, rest all your pins on straight up and down on that plumb line and shoot a group of three arrows. So after you do that, we're going to look to see where you grouped. If all your arrows are right on the line, then you're good to go um, to the next step. But if they're to the left of the line or consistently to the right of the line, we're going to move our sights. So if we're consistently left, we're going to ch always remember to chase your arrow with your sights. So if I'm shooting a group that's consistently left, now you may have a flyer here and there and throw those ones out. So don't uh, don't worry about those. But if your group is consistently left, move your sights to the left or vice versa to the right. Once you move your sights, 
then we go in, we shoot another group, and then you move your sights and shoot your groups until you're dead center on that plumb line and you're happy with it. Yeah, and it's so important next, to know that we're not just looking to touch the line or if you're using tape or something, you're looking to to actually split that line right yeah. in the middle. So half of your exactly. arrow shaft is on one side of the line and half your arrow shaft is on the other. Yeah, yeah. We That's want to be, important. You want to be as precise as you can, for sure, um, especially yeah. since we're doing this at a closer distance. Um, then we go back to any farther yardage. So, like, 10 yards is perfect. Yeah, we say 10, 10 to 15. Yep. And then for the close, 5 to 7 yards-ish. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're set up your garage basement. It might dictate how far you got. But if you can have a couple spread out like that, you're, you're good to go. So, and once we get back to the farther distance, then you're going to just shoot a group again. So, we're – all your arrows land dead on the center of your tape, the center of your plumb line. From there, guess what? You're done, um, which is awesome because that hardly ever happens to be perfect right off the bat, but it can. Um, so if you are, if you have a group, again, that's left or right, um, then we want to change where those are hitting. But at this further distance, um, we're looking to move our rest now to change our point of impact um, and not our sights. So we're going to move our rest with fletched arrows, and this is all shooting with your finished fletched arrows, the opposite way of where we're hitting. So if I hit right, I'm going to bump my rest slightly left, and we're talking about a sixteenth of an inch of movement or less. I mean, tiny movements. If you don't have a micro-adjust rest, it can be kind of frustrating, but just barely bump your rest. And then once once you move your rest, shoot another group, and you move your rest until your group is on that center line. Once you're on the center line again and you're happy with everything, it's dead down the middle of that plumb line, then you step up to the close um, yardage again, and you shoot another group. Um, and now this is where it, basically you go back to step one. If, you're, if your group at the close distance now is on that plumb line, then again, you're set. If your group, after moving your rest, is off of that center line, then at the close distance, again, you'll move your sights to match your group until you're on the plumb line, then you'll step back and recheck it at the farther distance. If it has moved off the line and you bump your rest a tiny bit until it's on the line again. And you just go back and forth and back and forth until at both the close distance and the far distance, you're always on the line. So just remember when you're shooting on the, the plumb line, when you're close, you move your sights. When you're far, you bump your rest. So yep. uh, did I miss anything there, Caleb? No, no, that's pretty good. Close, again, let's say it again, it's close distance. At five to seven yards, move your sight pins for to to change where you're hitting, and at the longer distance, ten to fifteen yards, move your rest. Yep. Less sixteenth of an inch or less, thirty seconds of an inch, sixty fourths of an inch. Yep. So what? Yeah. Until, what this is doing again is it's setting the center shot not to 
it might not be you might be out of center you might be inside of your riser or outside of it from factory recommended specs but that's okay that's what we want we're setting the center shot to your arrow your drawing to you the shooter it's setting your center shot and also setting your pins in line with your point impact at the same time yeah it, what i call it is uh, I like to refer to it as finding the true center shot right. for you exactly. for you and your specific setup. And it, it really does tailor it to you and your arrow, your spine. Everyone be shooting different spines or tip weights or reaction is going to be different. But if you dedicate time to do this, and don't do it in 20 minutes, you know, take, take a couple days and yeah. really do it. And it gets you, and I've found that shooting at that line you know, a little hair line, like, it is so challenging. People think, oh, yeah. I can hit a yeah. spot at 20. I'll try and split that line. Focus, Perfect. Man. Yeah. yeah, it'll it'll really put you intimate with your bow and your setup. And while it's doing that, it'll make you concentrate on hold yeah. on target. It'll make you concentrate on a clean release and a non-torquey yep. hand because as soon as you torque your hand, you're missing the line. doesn't matter if you're five yards away. You will miss the line for sure. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So it puts you dialed in, you know, fine-tuned, true center shot for you and your specific setup again. So, yeah. Yeah, so this is it's, – it's a method that we like to use, that true center shot, and it, it's huge. It gets you where you need to be. Now, we're not talking – bear shaft tuning or broadhead tuning yet that's all um you know it's kind of the next level stuff and i don't think we have time to go into that today we're running up on our uh time right now but if if that's all you do from what from what we've talked about today is if you at least level your sights you know maybe not third axis but you level your sights to second axis which everybody can do and you set your true center shot you're going to be miles ahead um, in the tuning of your bow, man. Now, there's, yeah. of course, there's other factors that affect arrow flight, draw length, spine of arrow. I mean, there's there's tons of stuff. But if you do those basic things, you're going to be way ahead of the curve, man, and well on your way to the most true arrow flight you can get, um, you know, prior to hunting season. And, and it's easy steps, man. It's stuff that can be done. You know, it doesn't take a lot of time. Don't let it, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to do this. You know, it's not that daunting of a task. It's pretty simple once you get going. So. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, is there anything else uh, we want to cover today, Caleb? No, not today. I think that's pretty good, man. Um, yeah. That's some good, solid stuff, and that'll give the listeners actually a lot to work on for another yeah, week or yeah, two yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Honestly, and yeah. it's a lot of good homework and self-work that everyone can do, you know, even if you're just doing yeah. it at your house. Uh, yeah. So we'll be coming back. Our next episode will go a little farther. You know, at some point we'll hit uh, broadhead tuning and that since we're getting – shoot, it's almost – Yeah. It's going to be August here. So. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Coming up. We'll cover that stuff and be good to go. I but uh, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of uh, hunting season coming up, I just went and saw Grant at One Shot Gear and uh, walked away with a sweet first light puppy, so that's cool. 
Yeah, Grant got you hooked up. I just listened yeah. to Grant and Braden and Phil talking about their scouting yeah. trips. Yeah, it was sounds like good. everything went pretty good, and sounds yeah, like Grant has got, uh, you know, he's got stuff going on, but he knows the area. So, and then Braden and yeah. Phil, we saw some top secret stuff from those boys, and so I hope we they really get on the yeah. gear this year. Be cool. Yeah, and you guys, just real quick, man, Grant knows his gear uh, at One Shot Gear. The dude is on top of it. So um, give him a call over at One Shot if you need anything coming up the season or just questions, man. They're awesome in there. So I got to meet Alex today, owner of One Shot, which was awesome. Uh, really cool guys. Fun finally getting to talk to him, too, so, and actually meet him. But, um, yeah, I guess uh, with that, Caleb, um, I just want to remind everybody, please, if you have any tech questions, any things at all you want us to cover, um, like we mentioned last week, cover uh, up to season here, anything to help you get ready for the season, please send us those questions um, on email, dirtynortharchery at gmail.com. Hit us up on the contact form on our website, dirtynortharchery.com, or find us on Instagram and Facebook and send us messages. if there's stuff that we feel like it's not necessarily pertinent to the upcoming season, then we will definitely use it in future uh, podcasts. So uh, please submit your questions to us. Yeah, you bet. It'd be good. It'd be nice to have some stuff coming in, and it'd be nice to help some more people out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I don't kind of like we ended it last week. I, I just want to say, again, support your local club. Uh, support your local shops and everybody just get out there and shoot. Caleb, you got yes, sir. Nope. All right, then. Uh, until next week, everybody, good shooting. <laughs>